welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. We give you glory. Thank you, glory, Jesus. We thank you for your honor that is in this house. We thank you for tonight. In the name of Jesus. I want us to sing this song. Time. You are wonderful. Father, we thank you this evening 
We thank you for your presence. We thank you for all your glory in this house. Lord, as we teach your word, let clarity come to your people. Let understanding be clearer. And let us become better people in your hands. Father, thank you for choosing us to work your works in this generation. Lord, raise men and women of courage. Men and women who understand the time of this generation. In Jesus' name, amen. Please take your seat. Yes, Lord. Tonight, we continue our teaching on the character of courage. The character of courage, part two. And last week, there was one statement I left us with. The statement that says, courage is to live your life as though you know that you can't fail. To live a life as though you know and you know that you cannot fail. To talk as though you know you cannot fail. To believe that you cannot fail. And to act as though you cannot fail. So we are continuing from where we ended last week. And that is why we are here tonight. Our viewers online, you are welcome. I want to start by saying that there is something that changes an ordinary man into a champion. There is a character that changes a wimp into a champion. There is a character that changes a failure into a success. There is something that can cause a little shepherd to become a gallant winner. And if that thing begins to operate in you and you begin to walk in it, you will see that the very promises God has given to you will begin to come to pass. The amazing thing about the promises of God is that God does not work in the vacuum. God works with his people. So God will have to work with us in order to usher us into his promises. And the character that changes a failure into a winner is what we call courage. Say courage. In, in three, they say what? Akukudro. Courage. Courage. You see? When God gives you a mountain, you have to go for that mountain. And most of the times, the mountains that God promises us are already occupied. So without the character of courage, it will be near impossible to experience the blessing of God. First Samuel chapter 16 verse 13. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. 1 Samuel chapter 16, are we projecting? It says, so 
As David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flax of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. Say, he anointed David with the oil. Say, he anointed David with the oil. Now, this is where my emphasis is. He said, and the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. So the Bible is saying that when the spirit of the Lord came upon David, it didn't come mildly. It came very powerful. So from that day, the spirit of the Lord began to operate mightily in David. A man who will be used mightily is the man in whom the spirit is moving mightily. For great achievement, a man must avail himself to the mighty flow of God's spirit. There is enough capacity in a man. There is enough space in us to build our capacity. To build our strength. But God must be allowed. You must allow God to move mightily. So from the day David was anointed with olive oil, it was not just the feeling of the olive oil, but the Bible said the spirit of the Lord came upon David mightily. I'm coming. The spirit, and you see, when it came upon David mightily, you can read the scriptures, and it's about three places. Only three places that David was anointed. But in our time, we are abusing the anointing oil. We are abusing anointing services. We are, ab because David was anointed barely three times. And look at the mighty works he did. We must begin to assess ourselves. And see that there is something we are not looking at. There is something we are not engaging. There is something that has eluded us. That one anointing service is enough to turn a man into a mighty man. The Bible says from that anointing service, the spirit of the Lord came upon David mightily. 31st, you were anointed into 2021. It means that the spirit of the Lord is mighty on you. The courage of a man is what will take him to places God has ordained for him. The spirit of God was David's source of courage. We have many people, when you become born again, let me just slow down. When a man becomes born again, your family lineage changes. Your source of strength changes. Your source of strength moves out of your father's pocket money or your mother's pocket money or your what relative pocket money. Your source of strength becomes God. Your family changes. Your brothers and sisters changes. 
God plants you, he moves you from the kingdom of this world and plants you into the kingdom of God, thereby you become an ambassador of the kingdom. Follow the teaching. So whatever heaven will do for you to be able to represent heaven well on earth has been made available. But when people come into church, I don't know what happens. Whether the church is not teaching well or preaching well, they are still stuck to their old strength. We still rely and we still trust in our own strength and in our own understanding. The Bible said, Curse is the man that trusted in the arm of flesh. When you become born again, your strength, your source of strength changes. So what you could not do first, you have been empowered and you have been planted in a new environment that should enable you to do. So the Goliath you could not conquer when you were not a believer, when you become a believer, whatever you need to overcome that Goliath is made available to you. There is too much drama in church. There is too much you see, we are, we are scratching the surface. And you see, I'm praying that by the end of August, out of this teaching, there will be mighty people being raised in this house. Mighty hearts. Mighty men. Mighty women who will achieve great things for the Lord Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God broke every bondage and every form of limitation on David. Remember, David was the neglected one. He was the rejected one. He was the one who goes into the wilderness. He was the one who went into the bush. It is believed that his mother was different from the rest. It is believed that he was an abino. It is believed that David was the one that was not recognized in the family. And you can see it in the narrative in the chapter 16. When the prophet asked the father, bring your sons, he forgot David. So David, just imagine a child living with a father with this condition. Obviously, he will be working with an inferiority complex. He will be working with a, a, a depressed. He may not have fellowship with his other brothers. He will not have flow because they will think that he is not worthy. And the father actually showed it in his behavior that he was not worthy. To be king. Whilst they were calling for his sons, he forgot David. And the prophet must insist that, are these all your sons? So David at this point might have been walking in a kind of low spirit. But when the spirit of the Lord, child of God, listen to me. The Bible said, do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Lord? And that the spirit of the Lord dwells in you? You are a carrier of the spirit of the Lord. And therefore, every form of bondage, every form of reasoning, every form of logic, that must be the reason why you must be an underachiever has been dealt with. I'm teaching. Where the spirit of the Lord is, the Bible says what? 
there is liberty. You are at liberty to succeed. You are at liberty to go for the mountains that God has given to you because so far as the anointing of the Lord is upon your life, the Bible said that God will move with you mightily. Mightily. The reason many Christians are not equipped properly is that they miss teachings of scripture. Because if we allow ourselves for Bible to work on us, eh, the force that to be generated in us, it will not be shallow. It will not be shallow at all. There is more than money in the kingdom. There is more than fame in the kingdom. There is more. The more you walk with God, the more you realize that there is more in God that we have not found yet. The courage you need is in God. The courage you need can be birthed as you keep working with God in a diligent manner. Can I hear a big amen? Fear had no place to flourish in David's life. There was no place for fear in David's life. There was no place because the spirit had filled him. I don't know what is, in, is making you timid. But as long as you remain timid, you may not be able to achieve divine agenda no matter how much you pray. Now, as I was driving to church today, when I got to the traffic light, then I was, I've been, I'm meditating on what I'm coming to preach. Then the Lord opened my eyes into certain areas of scripture and he said that without courage, you will forfeit destiny. He said, Mary, 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 the, the, the one the Holy Ghost impregnated. Do you think that without courage, she, she could have kept the baby? How will you go and tell, how, how did she manage to tell people? How did she manage to tell Joseph? You need courage to tell Joseph that the Holy Ghost visited me. An angel came to me and said, the Holy Ghost will come upon me and the power of the highest will overshadow me. And I will conceive with a child. And I've conceived. How would Joseph take it? But courage. 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 Today I came to speak to somebody. Courage is needed. Courage is needed for you to pursue destiny. We cultivate courage by gaining victory in different areas of our lives. Little by little. Different areas of our lives. As we walk with God, we begin to build courage. That has its source in God if we begin to win battles little by little. There are small battles in our lives we got to overcome and win. I'll show you why you need little victories in your life. Little victories, little victories, little victories. When you walk with God and God gives you a little victory, it begins to build up the spirit of courage in you. Little victories. 
the, 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 the battle over consistency. The battle over morning devotion. <laughs> the battle over trusting in God in difficult times. The battle over being still and know that God is with you in the storm. The battle over loving people. The battle over being kind. The battle over forgiveness. These are little, little areas that when you begin to have victories in these areas, you begin to build courage. The battle to trust God for healing for headache. Healing for stomach ache. Healing for menstrual pains. Healing for COVID-19. The battle to trust God for little provisions. And when you begin to acknowledge these victories and taking record of them, your, your courage, you know, courage is to talk about something as though the thing can never fail. <laughs> when God gives you a vision like Mary, you need courage to carry the vision. Because sometimes the conditions around you will never encourage you to pursue the vision. But you need courage. A daring courage. A courage. Sunday I will teach on the second portrait of a winner. <laughs> and that one is crazy. <laughs> it ends with, and so what? That is a simple way I can put it when Esther said, if I perish, I perish. That is the simple way I can put it when Paul, the Agabus died, he said, if you go, whose garment is this? He goes to Jerusalem, he's going to die. And so what? I am ready to be poured out. And so what? David, the brother said, what are you coming to do here? Blah, 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 blah. You are supposed to be watching. He said, ah, is there not a cause? It means, and so what? If you will achieve something significant in life, you must never be framed with the negative comments, descriptions of people. Let me come back. I just entered into Sunday. The winner's courage and winner's attitude is built over time. That is why the subject of consistency, faithfulness, commitment to God and his things are very important. You cannot build courage in God. Everybody, everybody's courage has a source. Yes. And don't belittle somebody's courage. Because before a blind man says you throw stone at you, his leg is on the stone. So every courageous man you see has his source somewhere. And God is saying that. God told Joshua, be courageous. 
And that is a very, because, because Joshua had not performed any miracle before. At least Moses had performed a miracle. They have seen Moses command plagues all over Egypt. Joshua had not done any miracle. He has been serving Moses. And now he has the responsibility to lead Israel into the promised land. Something that Moses has not done. Something that nobody has done. Something that Joshua has not gone for a direct course in transiting people from nowhere to somewhere. But God knew that Joshua has gone through the training. Joshua has seen some victories. Joshua has worked with Moses and has organized some meetings and have strategized some battles and all that. But if Joshua should look at those things, it was not enough to convince him that he can lead God's people. But the only way you can harness the strength and the full glory of God in your life is to have courage in God. Courage. I have too many examples, but sometimes because you are alive, you cannot give certain clear examples. Courage! I feel the anointing now. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 34 to 37. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 34 to 37. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club. <laughs> I rescue the lamb. From its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions, not lion. Are you here with me? I told you courage is built over a period of victories. That weakness, you have to confront it and overcome it. And attack the other one. And attack the other one. The more you win in these areas, little He said, I have, I have done this to lions and bears. And I will do it to this pagan Philistine too. For he has defiled the armies of the living God. And the Lord who rescued me from the clouds of the lion. Chronicles of victories produces courage in a man. Chronicles. If you can chronicle the victories you have in God, it will build a courage in you for you to make your next move. He said, the Lord who rescued me from the clouds of the lion and the bear 
will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead. He said, and may the Lord be with you. Can somebody say a big amen? Can somebody say a bigger amen? David began by recounting what he has been through in the wilderness. What he has been through in the bush. He was a shepherd boy over the sheep of his father. One victory, obedient to his father. He didn't struggle to take instructions from his father. He felt safety in obeying the words of the father. Where he was going, it looked dangerous. But if the father says he should go, he knew that he would be fine. Many times when God is speaking to us in preachings and reading the Bible and in our devotions, we struggle to obey God because it doesn't make logical sense. We are, we are so zealous in God and yet very insecure in him. But child of God, you have to be secure in God. If God speaks to you, it's final. It has worked. It will work. It shall forever work. So Jesse told David, go and take care of the sheep in the bush. And David went. Not one day. All throughout his stay with the father, he was the one going there. A responsible shepherd boy. A responsible boy to an insignificant function in the family. He won the victory over pride. <laughs> Am I teaching you something? He won the victory over pride. Number one, he won the victory over disobeying the father. The tendency to disobey, he had it. When we read the Bible, simple, simple instructions, are we struggling to obey? When we listen to sermons, Sunday after Sunday, Tuesday upon Tuesday, Friday upon Friday, are we struggling to obey? You have to win the battle. David won the battle and the struggle over pride. He did it. He, 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 he didn't want to. He, he didn't show a sign that God, me being the last man, what am I going to do in the bush? And if you are sending me to work, am I to go and keep sheep in the wilderness? It's a very low job. But David went. Sometimes your promotion is not in high things. It's in low things. Sometimes, you see, courage looks, pride looks like courage. <laughs> but courage is the man who derives his strength from God. Pride is the man who derives his strength from the devil and self. Are you here with me? God eventually entrusted him with the entire sheep of Israel. 
the whole nation, his father in heaven. Now his earthly father gave him a little sheep to take care of. Sometimes you come to church, you are singing, you are sweeping the church, you are ushering, you are doing this, you are leading prayer. In a very some way church or in a very some way department or condition in a very hard condition but you don't know what God is preparing you for for tomorrow and many people skip that class only to find out at the end that they needed to pass that class David passed that class David passed that class. David passed that class. And he became so courageous in God when he was recounting to the king. I'm sure the king was even worried for him. Even after all this, when he was going, the king wanted to give him his armor because he felt for him like a child. Hmm. But David said, God has delivered me from the jaws of lions. And that alone built a courage in him. If you are looking for courage, recount the goodness of God in your life. There are junctions in your life that only you know that it was God. And if God could do that, he can do this one too. Hallelujah. David said, your servant has killed both lions and bear. Make sure that your life is filled with testimonies. How would the story be a testimony if there are no ugly sides? How would the story be a testimony if there are no hard sides? But in your bad moments, remember to win the battle because it will give you many reasons to be courageous in God. Many stopped tightening because they felt God was not responding. I mean, when people start tightening, they think that after two, two or three times, no, the window not that God was talking about, it must have been bya. <laughs> Many people stop following God because <laughs> when they expect God, they don't see God. Your victories in God in little ways builds up your courage in God. Yes. Your victories in God in little ways. There are so many examples, but uh, sometimes we, we, we are like God's act of faithfulness in the past emboldened David that he can bring Goliath down. They're talking about the character of courage. The character Never come to that point where you lack courage. Then you will lack achievements in your life. A man, no matter how anointed he is, if he doesn't build up the courage to pursue the things God has put in his heart, he will fail. Don't have so many ifs in your mind when God speaks to you. What if it doesn't work? What if this? What if that? What then there, there is an absence of courage. 
Don't have so many ifs in your mind. When God speaks to you, work at what he has said. With confidence, with surety, that he that has said it, he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I can ever ask or think. When God speaks to you, it doesn't matter the crowd who are not clapping for you. If God has said it, continue therein. For there you will see the glory of God. Many people are discouraged because they feel that when God says something, when David was going against Goliath, remember the army of Israel was not behind him. Nobody fired any weapon. Nobody gave him a strategy. He knew God. He had built his courage in God. He had built his confidence in God. He knew that God, who was with him, when he killed the lions and killed the bear, that God will bring Goliath down. Not just anybody. You just, you cannot just be any, even army generals were sitting for 40 days and 40 nights. They could not confront. The anointing makes a difference. The anointing makes a difference. Army generals were sitting there. A boy with the anointing came and brought down Goliath. I'm praying for somebody tonight that God, through his anointing, will stir a wild courage in you that that thing that people have run away from, the Lord will pick you up and use you as a weapon to bring victory to your generation. In Jesus' name. Build a memory of God's faithfulness in your mind. Build a memory of God's faithfulness in your mind. You need to build your own museum. That's the way. Museum of God's faithfulness in your mind. Don't forget. Forgetfulness is a weapon of the enemy on the believer. If you remember the goodness of God, you will never be afraid to take steps in God. Yes. If the enemy can, you see, many people forget. There are many people who forget. May you not be that believer who easily forgets God's goodness. Yeah. Don't forget. The more you remember God's goodness, the more you be courageous to do more. He has been good to us. COVID has been around for close to two years. You are still around. It's something that should remind you. If even you got infected quietly on your own, God healed you. Neem tree did not heal you. Azithromycin did not heal you. Because there are rich people who went on all kinds of drugs and yet they died. It is a massive record of God's goodness in your life. I mean, we're traveling. Prince, you were in the car. You saw the way the articulator was coming towards us. Did you see it? Huh. <laughs> articulator was... That same road that had over four accidents and two people died and a minute, two minutes... 
the articulator. We don't know where it was coming from. It is not that we were smart. It's the goodness of God you put on record that on this day, the Lord delivered me from a dangerous accident. And the same God that delivered me unaware when I was not prepared, when I was caught unguarded, the same God has taken care of my years, 40 years to come. You must learn to recount the goodness of the Lord. The same God who gave you the land is the same God that will roof that building. The same God that roofed the house is the same God that will finish that house. The same God that gave you the marriage is the same God that will fill it with blessings. I want you to begin to develop courage. Not from your background. No. Not from your bloodline. No. Build your courage in God daily as you study the Bible. Take the word of God as it is and believe God daily with what he has said. Have no opinion. Have no second opinion. What God has said is final. Hallelujah. 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 Do you have records of God's goodness in your life? You must have records of God's goodness in your life. Help me with the light, please. I hate this one. Whoever is controlling it to be alert, please. You must have God's records of God's goodness in your life to build courage. Why do you have courage in that relative? You see, David's courage was not in any relative. Did you hear him mention his father? All he knew was, he said what? The Lord who rescued me. Personal testimony. He remembered. Some of us, some of you could have died in secondary school. Some of you could have died in university. There was a student. He went to study his master's. He finished his project. The day he presented his project, he died in a room in, in this hall. There was a friend from St. Peter's we went to tech. Final year, last semester, he went swimming, he drowned. Today I met an elderly woman. He said, Papa, we have a funeral. I said, which funeral? Said my daughter went into childbirth and she died. Said Papa Sofu, 10 years of marriage, no child. This time that she's pregnant with triplets and she finished delivering. She died. If you are here, you have gone to labor ward and come, go and come, go and come. It's not that you were strong. You see, it is not that you... No, no, it is God that gave you a victory. And these are the things that sh should be chronicled in us. You see David in the Psalms. 
talking about the works of God in his life. It was for a reason. It gave him courage that the same God that did this and did that and did that, the same God that parted the Red Sea is the same God that will bring this Goliath down if I remain faithful to him. If you are somebody who easily forgets, you will be a very unfaithful person. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Zakabala Gaduba Reketebala Tababa. Zopelekabalaba. Speak the language of the spirit wherever you are. Lord, help us not to forget your goodness. Help us not to forget the wonders of your works in our lives. Help us not to forget your blessings. Count your blessings and name them one by one. And you will know that the God that you are serving is a good God. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7. I bring this scripture into this. It is not, it doesn't look like it should be here, but it must be there. For you to look at it in a different way. He said, they are always thinking about how much it costs. But give me the old King James. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So, if you are chronicling the acts of God in your mind, won't you have courage? If you build a museum of God's goodness in your mind, You'll be so courageous and people ask you, why are you so confident about this? He will say that the Lord who delivered me from the jaws of lions and bears, the same God will bring this uncircumcised Philistine down. Oh Jesus. When the memories of God's faithfulness Flats your mind, you will experience him in the next dimension. Yeah. Feel your mind. I'm showing you. You see, if I tell you to be courageous, to be courageous, to be courageous, I am not teaching you well. I'm just confusing you. One of the ways to be, be to build confidence in God and to build courage is to recount the goodness of God. That is why it is a calamity. When somebody uses that statement, it's not because he wants, it's a calamity to remain untangful because you are a forgetful person. When you become forgetful, you become untangful and ungrateful. Oh, Jesus. Courage. Courage. The courage. The courage. There are some blessings you can never enter into when you don't work in courage. But you see, your courage must not be because you have a human strength to rely on. The Bible said, in him we live, we move, and we have our being. In him. In him. In him. 
That is our confidence. In him because he doesn't die. In him because there's no iota of failure or darkness in him. In him because there is no iota of doubt in God. I may be struggling today, but my end is glorious because in him I live, I move, and I have my being. And he, if he is the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end, he knows the end from the beginning. So though my beginning may be later, my latter end shall greatly increase. That is our confidence. Another way to be confident is to know who you are in Christ. Christ in me is the hope of glory. That statement is enough to build courage in you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God has spoken to me several times on certain subjects. And sometimes I failed him. Sometimes too, <laughs> I did well. But most of the times, the times that you fail God are the times when you didn't have courage in who you are in Christ. Yes. When you focus too much on your history, you will fail God and fail yourself and fail your generation. When you focus too much on your background and your inadequacies, you will fail yourself, fail God, and fail your generation. But if you know who you are, the Bible says Christ in you is the hope of glory. He also said, I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. Christ is not fighting against you. Christ is fighting for you. It is always too soon to quit the battle. It is always too soon to quit the battle, Daniel. It is always too soon to lower the bar, Sandra. It's always too soon. Just when you feel like you are breaking, the darkest moment of the dawn is the dawning of a new day. Just when you want to give up. So Dr. Otaba was preaching and he said they were walking in the night. Sometimes when you are walking in the night, you will think that you are wasting your prayer. You are wasting your hard work. You are overstretching yourself. Why are you going to school whilst you are working? Why are you taking up this new business? Why are you attempting this new thing? Can't I sit in my corner and be comfortable? When you are walking in the night, it looks like something is tearing you up. But you are just paving the way to receive the glories of God into your life. Be courageous. Be courageous. Understand that God is for you. At every moment
moment of your life, you have to understand that God is for you. At any state of your life, you have to understand that God is for you. When the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15 was eating with the pigs, his father was home thinking about him. Oh, my son. Oh, my son. When will my son come? He didn't know that the son was eating with pigs. At the time, he took the money and left the house. $13.5 million. The father was with him. When his money got finished, the father was still waiting for him. When he ate with pigs, the father was still waiting for him. The day he returned, the father was waiting for him. There's a lot of stress in the system. Financial stress, joblessness stress, marital stress, sickness stress, whatever. But remember, God is with you. Say, God is with me. 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 In the name of Jesus. Winners know that it is always too early and too soon to quit. If you are discouraged today, remember it is always too early to quit. There are many paths you will take. The Bible said that when Jesus was being baptized and the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove and a voice came from heaven and spoke about him that this is my son in whom I am well pleased. The next chapter, the next verse, the Bible says, and the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. Not to go and party, but to go and suffer in the flesh. It was after this encounter that Jesus, the, the Bible said, and he was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. He began to work miracles. Oh, Jesus. The Holy Spirit will help you to overcome that challenge. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 8 to 15. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 8 to 15. There are some promises here I want to pull out. And I want you to write these verses down. It will help you. There are seven strong promises. 8 to 15. Give me the GNT. He said, but you Israel, my servant, you are the people that I have chosen. The descendants of Abraham, my friend. I brought you from the ends of the earth. I called you from its furthest corners and said to you, you are my servant. I did not reject you, but I chose you. Verse 10. Do not be afraid. I am with you. I am your God. Let nothing terrify you. I will make you strong and help you. I will protect you and save you. Verse 11. Those who are angry with you will know the shame of defeat. Those who fight against you will die. And will disappear from the earth. I am the Lord your God. I strengthen you and tell you, do not be afraid. 
I will help you. The Lord says, small and weak as you are. Israel, don't be afraid. I will help you. I, the holy God of Israel, am the one who saves you. Verse 15. I will make you like a threshing board with spies that are new and sharp. Babies with sharp teeth. <laughs> Men with sharp teeth. And you will thresh mountains. You will chew mountains. I thought you say amen. Hey. God said he will strengthen you and you, mountains will become your food. And destroy them. Hills will crumble into dust. Seven strong promises from these verses. Number one. God says, I have chosen you and not rejected you. And this is the time, this was the time when Israel was in captivity. But God was telling them that I have chosen you. You may be poor today, God says I have chosen you. You may be weak today, God says I have chosen you. You may be rejected today, God says I have chosen you. You may even be sitting in prison right now, God says I have chosen you. God says I have chosen you and I have not rejected you. Number two, the first one is in the verse 9. Now the verse 10, he said, do not fear for I am with you. These are words that to build courage in you, my people. Don't fear witches and wizards. Don't fear occultists. Don't fear anything. Don't fear your bloodline failures. Don't fear the language of the enemy in your family. Because God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. Do not be anxious for anything. Number three, in the verse 10, I am your God. Your God is not any wood, any stone that people carry around. Your God is not any animal. Your God is not any tree. Jehovah is your God. He, he neither sleeps nor slumber. He is not dying today. He is not dying tomorrow. He was not born and he will never be buried. Some people's gods can be stolen and they go looking for it. But your God was never created. God, the one that parted the Red Sea, the one who delivered Christ from the tomb, he remains your God. Do not be afraid. Number four, I will strengthen you. Surely, I will help you. When somebody tells you that he will help you, sometimes you are not sure. <laughs> there are many people who have told you that I will help you. And when you needed them to help you, they told you that they help you, that they want to help you. It's not helping them and they cannot help you. <laughs> and they will say, I'm sorry for the inconvenience cause. I am sorry for the inconvenience cause. Verse 5, or the fifth promise. I will uphold you with my right hand of power. I will uphold you with my right hand of power. 
Number six. So remember when you are going through issues, and courage wants to disappear. The third way, another way you can get courage is when you meditate on the scriptures. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Give me Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Be sure that <laughs> the old King James, please. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. So, this is what you should be talking about, the Bible. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good sources. So, when you keep meditating on the Bible, which we don't do again, we don't read that, but even reading book, then meditation. Courage is not in noise making. Courage is not cuckoo, no. Hmm. I'm seeing people walking in courage after this teaching. I said, I'm seeing people walking in courage after this teaching. In the name of Jesus. Number six, those who contend with you shall be as nothing and they will perish. In the verse 11 to 12. Take me to the verse 11 to 12. Isaiah 41. Yes. He said, Those who are angry with you will know the shame of defeat. Those who fight against you will die. Hey! I am that powerful. Hey! I'm not the one saying it to. God said that those 11 Those who are angry with you will know the shame of defeat. That means they will be defeated in any battle they engage in without your knowledge or with your knowledge. And then he said, those who fight against you, they will die. Then the next verse, 12, he said, and will disappear from the surface of the earth. So sometimes you hear me lift up prayer. Lord, let them disappear from the surface of the earth. Oh, pastor, it's not spiritual. <laughs> Are you here? Verse 7. I have made you a new sharp threshing sledge. Or promise number 7. I have made you a new sharp threshing sledge with double edge. Now you have to take these promises. Engage them. And walk in them. Hallelujah. I end with a story like last time. I don't know who is here. And who is listening to me. That lacks courage. I wish I did a lot of examples. But we are online. But courage in God. Gives benefits. Courage in God. You need courage to even pay your tithe. <laughs> you need courage to even pray. You need courage to remain a committed church member. Do you need courage to walk with God? You need courage. For some of us, it's because of courage we cannot be consistent with God. 
but your courage, the same way you need courage to follow God, in the same following God, you build your courage. You are God, Elohim, ancient of days, reign. The prophet, you can go down. The prophet met the widow. And the widow must have courage to take her last meal and give to the man of God. Courage. And it was in that courage, you can call it faith, but I call it courage. Courage. I remember one testimony where a guy came and said, I was saving to buy a car. But pastor, when you were preaching, whatever I have saved, I heard God say, I should drop it on the altar. I said, did he add the promise? He said, no. So I've come to you to, add, to tell me what God was going to do. I said, I didn't tell you to drop it. The same God that told you to drop it, he will do what he alone can do. He got a car without buying a car. Better than the Corolla he was saving for. You need courage to believe God. For Abraham to carry Isaac on the altar of slaughter. He needed courage. Even for Abraham to negotiate for Sodom and Gomorrah, he need courage. For you to negotiate with God. Moses, you see, Moses met God and God said, put your hand in your dress. And bring it out. It becomes leprous. Take a rod. Put your rod on the ground. It becomes a snake. Pick it up. It becomes a rod. It was one so. Out of that one encounter, Moses had courage that when he goes to stand before Pharaoh and he picks the rod and puts it down, it will become a snake. Even as a pastor, it takes courage for us to prophesy. (laughs) Are you following me, somebody? It takes courage. You cannot follow God without courage. You cannot achieve anything without courage. And at an early age or wherever you are, no matter your age, um, Caleb was 85 years and yet he said, Give me that mountain. Can we attempt something for God? Can we attempt great things for God? Can you rewrite history in your family? You may be the first generation, generational blesser God is raising. You may be the first billionaire God is raising. Or even the second generation. Until something becomes routine in your family, it is very difficult for it to be established. And maybe God is raising you. You are the anointed one to establish a pool of blessing that will never dry in your family. There's a business in you. There's a politician in you. There's an IT guru in you. There's a bank manager in you. These things don't happen to empty hands. 
What you prepare for is what will be handed over to you. Be courageous and look into the future. Prepare for the future. Build yourself for the future. Tune yourself. See the mountain. Pursue it. Walk in the night. Be courageous. When somebody asks you, where are you going in the night? Say, I'm going to a place called there. There are snakes in the night. There are snakes in the bush. Where are you going? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will. You see, there is a season in your life you must be dry. <laughs> Every normal cycle in a tree has a dry season. It's a time for sacrifice. It's a time for putting things in place. It's a time that you don't afford to waste time. It's a time where you are reading and studying. It's a time where you are building up capacity. It's a time where you are not in school but you are learning. It's a time where you have gone learning German when you are in Accra. It's a time where you are studying French when you are finished school. It's a time when you are reading books. You are not going to be marked by any lecturer. It's a time when you are building character. If you don't master money now, when your salary is 200 Ghana, when you start earning 20,000, money will master you. These are victories. I told a certain lady, I have five minutes. I met the lady somewhere last year. See? I looked at her and I said, Yo, you're a poor man's child behaving like a rich man. She said, come, let me advise you. If you follow the behavior of rich men's children, you are not wise. You're a fool. He said, oh, so fool. Why? And I said, the rich man's child does not need to trust God. I said, oh, Pastor Prince, oh, far life too serious. I said, Job chapter 14, verse 1. If you read this verse and you don't take life serious, you are not serious. He said, we are all born weak and helpless. All lead the same short, troubled life. Short. Give me another version. Short, troubled life. Man that is born of a woman. Dude, are you born of a dog? Are you a dog of a man? They are born of what? A woman. Prince. Yes. It's a few days and full of trouble. <laughs> so don't be. You see, some people, they'll go and sit in front of some man of God. My life is full of trouble. My life is full of trouble. Me alone, I don't know what I have done. You don't need to do anything. The fact that a woman, eh, you came to the world. Your life is full of trouble. Now, let me tell you the story. I didn't finish what I'm saying, but. So, there were a group of horses that were trying to carry some logs up 
a hill. Okay, they were pushing. <laughs> they try, uh, they can't. They couldn't. They try pushing. They try pushing. They try. They couldn't. The person sitting on them will claw them, but they cannot go because the load was heavy. I'm talking to you. Then the man who was supervising the thing took some of the logs off. They tried it. They still couldn't go. Then the man took off all the locks. They tried it and then they realized that though they were tired at that time, they realized that they were going little by little. They climbed the hill. They gained their strength and they went. Then I said, what type of story is this? Are they not supposed to carry the log? I'm sure that's what you are thinking. So why should they take the log? The log is actually the burdens. And the supervisor was the Holy Spirit. You are supposed to climb the hill. You are supposed to attain great height. Climbing the hill is a great height. But if you carry the burden alone, you will fail. God has promised us that he will help us. And who is the helper? The Holy Spirit. Today, I want you to know that if you put your trust in God and you take the steps you must step, you must take, your life has no option than to produce great achievements. Great achievements. When the Holy Spirit helped them, they changed their location. They were no longer low, but they were high. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the God that was with David will be with you. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray that Lord, baptize me with the spirit of courage. Whatever is carrying you, whatever is carrying you, whatever is carrying you, whatever is holding you back, whatever is trying, Shakaya da ba 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 ba, rapa la ba 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 ya ba, rapa ba ba la ba 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 ba, reketelebe receive strength, imala gadeas, shatala mama na mahaya, reketeleme sopala, rapa la ba 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 ba, lebene mshada la ba ba, may the Holy Ghost use you mightily, in the name of Jesus, ikada la ba ba ya, zone mekapamana. In Jesus' mighty name. You want to pray that the Lord will give you the achievers mentality. The achievers mentality doesn't stop when the trophy is not in their hands. You want to pray that God, I will not fail my generation. I have been chosen. I have been anointed. I have been blessed to be a great achiever. Lord, I receive the grace. I receive the wisdom. I receive the courage to walk in great achievement. Lift your voice and pray in two minutes. Lift your voice and pray. 
Pray somebody, pray somebody, pray. Karakobala shada baba. Leke teleme kabala baba yash. Zelelelele keze balaba. Rabala baba baba shada ba. Reketelemeka babalaba, Rabalaba baba yakadaba, Rebelemeka belebebe, Loseberia catabalia, Rebelebea colababaya, Rabalaba baba, whatever is speaking failure in your life, receive the grace to overcome. Whatever is speaking defeat over your life, we cancel it in the name of Jesus. Whatever is intimidating your grace, we declare, oh Lord, let that thing be intimidated. Whatever is fighting us, oh Lord, contend with them that contend with us. Oh Lord, we declare, let the spirit of depression, let the spirit of rejection have no place in our lives. In the name of Jesus, wherever we have been rejected, oh Lord, we know you glorify yourself. Lord, from today, we decree and we declare that you will make us hard against problems. You will harden us against problems. In the name of Jesus, you will harden us against problems. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will harden us against problems. Yeah, God, that we will be too hard to be broken by any situation of any sort. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Father, I pray for your people. I pray that Lord, none here will be called a failure. None listening to us online will be called a failure. This year will end and we will have great testimonies that Lord, you have been with us and you have been for us and you have fought for us and you helped us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a good clap of friend. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.